lost control. Oh, yeah. Oh, you haven't seen anything yet. You haven't seen anything yet. I'm sweating. We never even had control. What do you mean we lost it? Before we start, one thing. Yeah. Remember, you asked for this. I know I did. Yeah. Yeah. We thought, who better, you know? Who better than these two yahoos? So, um. Mr. Rothberg is wearing Bumblebee. Cotton ball killer headband. Yeah. Yeah, killer Kill, bee. Oh, killer yeah. bee. Killer bee. And some sort of tuxedo so, t shirt. His ego is so big, isn't it? Uh -huh. Killer bee. My, my, my formal uh -huh. t shirt. And Spriggs has a plastic arrow running no, through his. Wow, his just, head. To, just discount my whole head. Uh -huh. <laughs> you go in there elaborately, you know, talk about his. <laughs> well, he brought all the costumes. Arrow, his so. code name is Broken Arrow. So. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Good. This is we're going along. Just kind of uh, introduce yourselves. Can you just give us. Uh, uh, what you do at AY and kind of a little bit of background as far as your history is concerned. Well, Dan, thanks for having us. I really appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, Michael Rothberg, I'm a yeah. territory manager, uh, Eastern Pennsylvania, all of New Jersey, Metro New York, Long Island, and uh, if things go okay, I'll be here 13 years come Wednesday. What about before that? Uh, before that, uh, I grew up in a plumbing supply house. My father had a plumbing supply house in the city of Philadelphia, so I have a big plumbing background. And uh, I was on the road before I got here. I've been on the road for 26 years. I think I did some advanced math calculations last night. Wow. That is. So I've repped for three different rep firms uh, before I fell into this job. Okay. You know. Spriggsy? Um, Mike Spriggs, uh, Florida Territory. I don't even know what that is. I'm 18 or whatever. But uh, the, basically everything but the panhandle in Florida. Uh, actually, I retired from the city of Columbus Division of Water. I had 31 years in a, with the utility running various jobs through there pretty much did most of everything for a little while uh, but i ended running the distribution shop then ay had uh, wanted to start a training truck and they um i was judging the tapping competitions for awwa and uh mike gratterville which was our rep in ohio introduced me to scott knapp and it started the whole ball as far as me coming over and having a second career with ay mcdonald uh, so i did the training truck uh, for about three years and I got tired of my boss. He was just a pain in the rear and uh, happened to be Doug. And so uh, I, I got lucky. Rob Cavalera said that he's leaving AY and he was in Florida, which I was, that was my destination to move to Florida for my uh, someday retirement. And so I put my name in the hat and luckily got the job. So I've been doing Rothberg's job for about two years, yeah. a little bit better. For Rothberg? Just like it. For, yeah, no, for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah. do it, please. Well, that's why I took the job. Rob <laughs> said, you want to do it? I thought, I've never been a salesman in my life, but if Rothberg can do it, Absolutely. Well, sign me up. <laughs> so so there's there's two things I want to point out in the room. Number one is is the necklace. Do you have a name for the necklace? Yeah, yeah, matter of fact, Dan, I do, yes. Uh, why does he keep calling me Dan? <laughs> I'm sorry, Don. Uh, <laughs> Call, call me Brassmaster R. Brassmaster Brass Brass R. Brassmaster R for Brassmaster Rothberg. Okay. Brassmaster R. Gotcha. So that's, that's my necklace name now. Okay. This is a travel necklace. It's a little bit lighter. Yeah. But I go with heavyweight stuff, you know. And, you you know, go to customers with that on. Well, no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> Katie, I do not, Katie. No, I'm sorry, Katie, but, you know. Uh, Nah, it's it's just it's an internal thing. It's an internal little secret. Right. Uh, I'm gonna move, I'm gonna move on to the uh, to the second one. And Kelly, maybe you can explain what the uh, bobblehead in the middle of the room is. Little bobble sprigs here. Yeah. So uh, when somebody submits an idea and it goes into production, they can earn money. Uh, the company pays incentives, but you also can become part of our bobble squad. 
just the jealousy on Rothberg's oh, face right now. He wants one so bad. He does. So I usually find out what someone, what their hobby is. So clearly uh, Spriggs likes to ride motorcycles. So we immortalized him in this little bobblehead here. And that sits in the Innovation Center. And what was the, what was the uh, um, product that you suggested? Do you remember? Yeah. The, uh, you want to tell Chain fern tool? No, yeah. I don't want to tell you. Chain yeah. <laughs> yeah. tool, we redesigned it so you can do it hot. Good. It had a little pinhole in there before. Yeah. So. You're about yeah. the same size, Rothberg, as the bobblehead, so <laughs> it works. Understood. So, Mark, uh, no, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, so just, to, you know, as far as the industry is concerned, what, what have you seen the biggest changes happening in the industry in the last 10 years, and what do you see as far as kind of changing? Uh, biggest thing that's hit my territory, and all territories are different. You know, a lot of things are different between his and mine. Uh, in my area, there's a whole uh, big push now to uh, get the lead out of the system. And uh, lead remediation is going to be huge when it happens and when funding comes. And that's going to drive the Northeast big time on that. You know, we have new construction, but not to the scale of, you know, where, you know, Lucky over here does. But, you know, it's, for us, digging up and renewing mains is the biggest thing. And that's what we see. And uh, some of my my biggest customers, they're really into that. So. What about you? Let's... That's a tough thing to answer. I mean, one of the big things is the, just like the training truck when it came about, is that they are trying to drill down to end users. I mean, you know, like manufacturers like AY McDonald would say, you know, hey, how can we do this better, faster? And so in the, before it was shut up and get back down there in the hole and do it. And the, the people are listening. And then that's bringing on new products uh, like the Innovation Center's done. So that, that I think, is probably the most exciting thing about that. But the reality is right now, the whole industry is struggling. I mean, you you have nobody's infrastructure's in great shape. Right. And even like lead, back in Columbus, we were 15, 20 years ago, we were taken out. If you were doing a short side service and you saw the long side service had lead, you would replace the whole thing. We were taking out lead a long time ago. There was still some lead in there. So yeah. that's just uh, the age of the infrastructure, like our down, most downtown areas is crazy. So the it's just a, a thing that's just... It just needs to continually be addressed. People put more money in the, into the infrastructure, but it's almost an endless fight to, to, to do that. To add to what Mark just said, uh, in New York City, uh, basically for two years in New York City, they've cut off all work. There is no work being done in New York City because of budget. Last year, a customer ordered 1,000 one-inch flare mail adapters. And I said to him, I thought there's no work going on. He said, it's all emergency work. I'm like, a thousand? He said, Do you have any idea how many emergencies there are in New York City every day? And stuff stuff may not be an emergency, but they're calling it an emergency right. anyway. But there's that much work in spite of there being no work going on. Is so, is, is it most of the stuff there in New York City lead? Uh, they have an extraordinary amount of lead. I, I can tell you Newark, New Jersey just last year replaced about twenty thousand services. Sorry, New York, New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> for Intel <laughs> calling EPA. A lot of oh, they know about it. Yeah. <laughs> well yeah. before before Bumblebee interrupted me, let me yeah. finish my, my <laughs> thought on that. Right now, like the resin issues and pipe, it's just been one of those that unless you're one of the big manufacturers or contractors, you're you're having trouble getting pipe and it's starting to get to the developers now. So there's going to be an issue there. I mean, with the, the delay on getting products all across the board in the waterworks is probably the biggest impact we're fighting now. Yeah. And with the last, you know, the, the 
storm that went through Texas and stopped some of the resin plants and that it just it, it just right now there's no end in sight and we will struggle as an industry yeah. uh, with a product on and again they don't need corpse if you don't have the C900 to put on the ground right yeah we had an innovation summit last week and there were definitely some very different issues across different territories or regions but the supply issue came up and that obviously is really hurting people right now so it was interesting to see at different parts of the country, even having those people in the same room, uh, their interactions with each other, like, you do that how? You know, just not having to even deal with certain things like cold weather, that changes how people do things, and it was interesting. Definitely can relate, because when they run out of pipe, when there's no pipe, work stops. Yeah. It all starts at the pipe. Yeah. And, you know, I've gotten into it with customers about, you know, where's your stuff? I'm like, well, if you don't have pipe, don't bother me. And then the customer sometimes quiets down. So, so you're saying you have enough right now? Uh, right now, the big guys have pipe. Yes, sir. Yes. They do? The big guys do have pipe. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's just on the cusp. I mean, it's hard to get in the price. I mean, you know, everybody's had one, two price increases, but yeah. you're talking an ungodly price increase on, on pipe. Yeah, you couldn't have come into sales at a worse time. Before, you were the trainer just riding around in the training truck. Well, now you're in sales where you have to have those conversations about supply issues in a different way that before you didn't have to do that i i I miss the training truck (laughs) yeah i'm sure (laughs) nobody yells at the trainer for where's my stuff my boss every every third month he'd call and say did you change your oil in the truck (laughs) i'd say say, yes got it boss that's it you go on my way that was the hardest thing i had to do yeah yeah you know if they don't hear anything that means it's good news yeah absolutely this is good news so um so you know it was interesting in in your area because i was talking about the people who who have lead in the ground? Some people are saying they got they, they leave it there. Others were saying they got to take it out. How about in your area? Do they have to take so that out? So in our area, uh, depending on what state, uh, I'm in a state of confusion. But uh, <laughs> if you're digging and you find lead, you cannot hook up a new service to an existing lead line. Right. And one of the larger private water companies, they were doing a job uh, outside of Philadelphia, and they were digging up. They laid new eight-inch ductile iron in the main. And then they come in and do the hookups, and they went to do the hookups, and they were all lead. They backfilled, paid it over, and when they get rate relief from, you know, from the state, they get money to replace the lead line. They will then tear the lead out and hook up, but they cannot hook up the lead line to the new service. So but, there's a brand new main there with nothing happening. But they'll only take the, the lead out if they get that rate relief. Correct. So when they do replace the lead, uh, one of the guys said they split it and leave it in the ground, run the new line. And then another guy said, we can't even leave it in the ground. We have to pull right. it out. Uh, I, 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 can, I can tell you, Kim, that in, in Newark, <laughs> New Jersey, uh, they pull the lead out. And I've been to the job and watched the guy do it. They just attach a, uh, it looks like one of those Chinese fingers. Yeah. And they attach it to the uh, to the lead line, attach it to the hoe, and the guy just starts pulling and drags it out. And there are piles of lead pipe there. It's unbelievable. And I said to the guy, I said, uh, how many foundation walls do you break? He's like, mm-hmm. But it's, it, and these guys are absolute machines. Right. They just work. And I think every crew was doing, I think they expected 10 services a day out of them. And they had five crews working this one particular company. Holy cow. It was unbelievable. And then they have to get a plumber, a, you know, the guy with a plumbing license to do the work inside the house to so go into the meter. Now, after the meter, whatever's there is not their problem. And right. some houses in Newark have lead inside that house, but that's not on them. That's right. up to the homeowner, right? Correct, yes. So do they have to uh, recycle the lead lines in a certain way, or what do they do? You know I think they're they do scrapping it somehow, yes. I okay. think there's, they, they, there's a value to the lead line. 
you know, even though it's lead, there is a value for something. I don't know if it's fish waste or whatever. I mean, you know, maybe for the food in Florida. I'm not sure if they're <laughs> doing additive. But they're selling the lead. They had piles of lead there, and they're yeah, scrapping it. I yes. heard that. There's yeah. certain ways to recycle you f- it. You'll find any federal law is going to have a law, and then each jurisdiction is going to take it. And each, like each state, like in Ohio, you had the EPA governed, uh, the Ohio EPA governed things. So, like, even backflow. You'd have some places, one section of Ohio would be enforced strictly than another maybe not as strict and then you get different people in there and it would switch so that's the same thing with the lead whether it's backflow lead you got local jurisdictions maybe not enforcing it as much others enforcing it to the nth degree maybe more stringent than the federal law and that's why you get all the different ones but the federal law driving it all is usually the same it's just that by the time it gets down to each area local area it's it's looked at different yeah and then what and it's like in columbus we we were always really progressive on that stuff so we would maybe be more stringent than what even we required mm-hmm. where you get into some other parts of the country and it's not in the north that you would basically have they would be 30 years behind where we were yeah. Just because it wasn't being enforced. So, so you talk about the federal law and things along those lines, and you hear the infrastructure bill. You know, you hear that. It seems like you hear about it every six, seven years, whatever. Have you guys started getting any indication from your customers as far as what they're hearing out there, as far as if it's going to actually come to fruition, or what, what kind of what their thoughts are on that whole thing? I, I'm one of those guys that don't dig into details on that kind of stuff. Yeah. I like I said before, that, that really the infrastructure is a hot topic. Yeah. Now, what they do at a federal level, I, I don't have any faith that anything's going to ever happen, to be honest with you. Right. So I'm not that guy that asks what your thought is on something that I think nobody really knows how it's going to play out. Sure. And But I, I don't think anybody disagrees. Like I said, in Columbus, we have two, 100-year-old cast iron mains all through there with valves that ha- you know that, that can't even haven't been operated forever. We had a big blowout on a 24 inch and had to go back like 13 valves to back up to <laughs> shut that off. But what do you do downtown? Yeah. You, you, at some point that dam's going to break. Sure. Uh, I know Dom in the state of New Jersey, uh, the governor has put a mandate that in the next 10 years they will remove every lead service in the state will be replaced in the next 10 years, maybe with a five year extension. But those are all getting money from somewhere, whether it be uh, mm-hmm. the state, whether it be from the Port Authority, who has a ton of money in New Jersey. They say every lead line's coming out. In New York City, there is a, a guy there who ran a DEP, and his mandate was get every piece of lead out of New York City. Uh, how, how many times have, have they mentioned that before as far as in the next 10 years we'll do this? Or is that a continuous thing, or is that something it, new? It just came out. Uh, a, that was a sigh from Newark because Newark was an absolute crisis. It became political. It absolutely became political. It was real quiet over the summer of 19, and then some politicians got involved, and they had conferences and people marching down the street in Newark. Right. And then once it came political, within less than two years, they replaced every single lead line. Huh. So it's, you know— politically driven but they all had rate relief but the lead's coming out the lead is going to come out in jersey interesting and just in in my situation in florida we have a lot less lead issue than you you would find in northeast just just look at how we are in the northeast we got a ton of lead i mean i had a lead service growing up and there's nothing wrong with me no clearly (laughs) oh my god that that should that should have the bill signed right now (laughs) you should be on a billboard (laughs) um one of the one of the things that one of the uh, participants last week said at the summit was was that you know a large percent of the people who are in the water industry 
are going to be retiring in the next five to seven years. How's that going to change what you guys do or kind of how you relate to customers or what your ex- expectations are as far as from those customers moving forward? I think that trend's already happened. I mean, that, that statement was made 10 years ago, yeah. and it, it's a true statement. Yeah. And, you know, you find, you know, each generation, I always joke the little millennials, you know, you know they're, they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to get down the hole and work quite as hard. But the truth is my grandfather worked in a steel mill in Pittsburgh, and even though I feel that I, you know, been in the hole and worked, he probably looks at me like I was a chump. That, you <laughs> right. know, I, I had it easy. Right. So each generation is getting easier. So it is tough to get, you know, people don't want to get down in the hole and do that. This is not an easy job at all. So they are struggling with it. But I do see, over the last five years, I do see a lot of new young generation coming in. But it is a struggle because it used to be you'd get in with a government agency, the, the guys are doing or even some of these good con- contractors, and you stay there, yeah. you get into retirement and all that. Now people are, you know, you know like my, you know, my, my son stuff, it's just like, to have a job for two years and jump to another right. one is just sort of the way of life. Right. Money was like you get in with a good company, you stay there. So it's it's tough to keep it, but they, they it's starting to get a little bit younger. And our yeah. distributors, like the four line, they have seasoned people and a lot of new young kids coming in, and the, the, the dynamics are there. And I think I think everything's going to be fine. But always we're going to be looking in the water industry to recruit people because it's not a a sexy glamorous yeah. career yeah. people don't grow up thinking oh i want to be in the water industry but once you're in it it's the greatest industry to yeah. be in yeah. it, it, it is the last monopoly if you look at the water companies it's the last monopoly you can have they've broken up phone companies inert companies but if you want to get your water water i'm sorry if you want to get your water uh in, where i live you're getting your water from only one purveyor of water that's it and there definitely is a younger trend and like mike said yeah the lo- younger trend tends to turn over but uh, my key guys, they start out meeting, reading water meters and just work their way up. And there's a lot of knowledge these guys have. They know what is on every block of every street in their area. Yeah. And when that walks out the door, it, it is a problem in some areas. It absolutely is. Yeah, at the summit, one of the biggest things that came up was they want to see things like QR codes on every product so somebody could just scan the code and have like a how-to video or, you know, just yeah. knowing that everybody does everything on their phones nowadays how do you start adapting the stuff we do to that right. younger generation? Yeah, the younger generation doesn't know this from this, so it, it is a problem, yeah. What is this? I, I, was, I was going to ask what that was myself, and then how you compare that to, to your, you know, your knitting that you do on the side. Did you make Rob Bird some socks or a sweater with that? I had to look at his shoes. I'm like, did he take his shoelaces I, I off? Did. What is I happening? Did. I almost did, Katie, Chip, but Chip I found something. Not, Chip doesn't allow us to go anywhere with no shoelaces. Yeah. We have to have our socks and shoelaces. We're afraid we'll hang that. ourselves if we have shoelaces. That's the problem. So, so yeah. you mentioned your son. So we've talked about work and your job. So tell us, tell us each of you a little bit about your personal life, your family. My wife and I have been together just over 34 years now, and uh, we have two great kids. Uh, daughter, she's 26 now, just had a baby. So, Grandpa, late, so Grandpa Spriggy. Yep, I've been in the gym. I'm still hanging on, you know, working out in the gym. So all my lifting partners through the years have been younger. So I've been called Grandpa for probably 30 years. So yeah. it's a hell of a feel to be called. I'm glad I earned the title finally. Yeah. And so uh, and his name is Rocco Michael. Just 
I mean, better than I – I mean, I remember when I had Kelsey, I thought – I mean, I did camp counseling in the summers. That I thought I knew what it was to really care for a kid. And when Kelsey first came out, I was like, holy crap, this is the next level. Well, Rocco, like I said, I think I had that same rush, but – over almost 30 years, I've just gotten softer and more of a punk, so it's almost even more overwhelming. So that that's uh, that's that's great. So and she met uh, her husband is I couldn't have scripted out a guy that would be any be- better. In fact, something ever happened, I'm probably gonna take his side over hers. You know, I, like, I like him that much. So they're doing great. Moved over near us uh, in the Wesley Chapel area. So get to see them all the time my son got out of the marines and he's living out in the keys right now uh which is good my one brother's out there so i get to see him quite a bit and he's he's doing great he's just uh he's not the guy that's gonna get married at 21 and you know have grandkids right away but heck when he was living in tampa for a while we were lifting partners rode the bikes oh, yeah. the tailgate and all that so i mean i i, I couldn't be any more blessed and and so that's I love awesome. the, I love the name Rocco. That's yeah. great. That's I love awesome. the name Rocco. Yeah. Nobody so puts cool. Rocco in a no. school locker. Like, I know. Rocco, yeah. like. Kelsey always wanted a, a unique name, and the thing is, on unique names, when you get in there, and say, "Hey, I'll name my kid Kelsey," and then five years, yeah. ten years later, there's ten thousand right. Kelseys right. in the class. Kelsey we thought it was Rocco, unique. Right. Yeah, Kelsey Rocco's Rocco. been in the Italian. My mom's full Italian. Well, my grandfather's uh, name was uh, Rocco. Oh, so cool. in the Italian, Rocco's been around forever. Sure. But it's not one of those things that's going to catch, and you're going to have 20 kids in the school named Rocco. <laughs> so it was, ended up being perfect. And her, her husband, they were undetermined on the name. And they said, well, wait till he's here. And he didn't cry when he got it. He got a shot, didn't cry. And so actually, that's when Zach said, you know, hey, we're going to name so him he's Rocco. Tough. If you get a granddaughter, will you name her Stucco or? <laughs> Is Rocco short for anything? Can you can you hear anything? No. I, I, I have something. We in turned this his mic off like yeah. a half hour ago. <laughs> I'm, getting an, I'm getting an echo sound. Yeah, you know, you, you'd, you'd mentioned something, and because I knew one of you worked out, and then you mentioned going to the gym, so I, I wasn't sure which one it was. So <laughs> I guess that was you who goes to the gym and works out. I wasn't. I wasn't I, sure. Well, he brings me. I, I went down to the gym. I didn't see him. There Did he bring you water and towel? <laughs> Yeah. His only his only exercise is carrying in boxes from the porch. That's it. That's enough. That's more than what I do in the gym anymore. <laughs> All right, Mike, will tell us about okay. your. Okay, so uh, I've been married, and it's like one of those odd numbers they got to subtract for. So <laughs> I've been, been married for over thirty five years, and uh, I have two kids, one of each. One of each. Yeah. Uh, my, my son Kevin, uh, he does something with healthcare with uh, healthcare benefits. And uh, my daughter uh, works for a doctor's office, so they're both kind of, you know, they're both like doctors, but not really. They're in the <laughs> medical field, but yeah. you know, it's, it's not about stuff for as far as what you do on the side uh, for enjoyment. Um, motorcycle, always rode that, and my one, my bro- bro- brothers have it, my son has it, and stuff. So, so I, I lost when I moved out of Ohio. I lost a lot of riding buddies and some beautiful areas to ride. Florida's a little bit different. I mean. So and I, we went up to the Keys, and that's a nice ride, but it's not like being here with yeah. the yeah. winding roads and stuff. But there are some areas in Florida that are winding. you got to go north. So we, we get together and ride, still hanging into the gym just to try to defy a little bit of my, my aging. It has nothing to do with the old days where I went in there because I loved it and right. wanted to see if I could outdo personal records. Sure. So I'm hanging into uh, doing that. Um, you know, In Florida, there isn't a week that goes by that there's not one or two events. I yeah. mean, it's yeah. a, it's almost 
it's almost unhealthy, especially when you're a weak individual like me. I say, I'm going to take some time off, and then all of a sudden on Friday you get a call, oh, yeah, I'll do that. It's nonstop. It's brutal. So, uh, But there's just going out different events. Mm-hmm. Cool. You, uh, you mentioned, you know, as far as people getting into the industry, and then you said, but it's the greatest industry. What, what makes it the greatest industry? Well, first of all, I mean, it, it, it took a while. I mean, a lot of years in the industry, I never thought of it. But when you come down to it, it is the number one resource for people to survive and live. Yeah. And people are turning a knob and getting water and drinking something that they have to drink, you know, eight cups a day to, to even be you know, living on this planet. And they take that for granted on what all happens for that water to get there. It's just, it's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. So to be a part of something that is the number one life-sustaining thing is, should be something everybody should be proud of. And then two is, is it's such a niche. It's something different. Like, it, it's not like, you know, if I'm selling cars, I could probably go sell steak knives. And if I sell steak knives, I could do a mattress or whatever. It's all the same. Steak leaf mattress? Yeah, okay. that might be your next job after after this interview. <laughs> so don't 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 don't, don't downgrade. But you know, sell, sells sell, sells the sells in that. Yeah. But in the water industry, I mean, the, the, all the little things uh, to, to understand that the infrastructure where you got you know, there's probably people will still have wood pipe in the ground, and to understand that to know the hydraulics, the water quality, everything, it's just incredible. So once you have that knowledge. It's a really good niche. Now, the, the bad side of that is once you've gotten deep enough in the water industry to jump out and go to another industry would be you'd have to start over somewhere else. So you're almost, it almost sucks you into the little vortex to stay in your whole career. Yeah. But to me, it's, it worked out perfect. Yeah. There are really some good people in this industry. There yeah. are really some incredibly it, good people. It, and you say you're saying people year after year. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same people. Maybe they move around, but there are some really class acts in this industry. There really are. Absolutely. I mean, I, the, the, the people are probably – because it is I – I, I fit in with blue-collar people. That's just the way I was raised and all that. And you, it's just even the people that are upscale like uh, the Rothbard here, yeah. <laughs> even them have a little blue-collar yeah. – you know, it's just – it's just a good good people. I mean, you always have some people that you don't really hang around and stuff, but – for the most part, it's just it's just a great industry and great people. So yeah. I, I I don't know why. And, and again, the the value of this industry it's never going to go away. Yeah. I mean, you right. you have job security. It's not and it's not something that's going to evolve incredible like at blockbusters where they they had to evolve because no one's going to go rent videos anymore. Yeah, you probably you don't remember. You're too young. You don't remember that, but they they were around. This industry here, it's going to continually change, but it, it's it's the same industry forever. You're going to find a water resource, treat it to a certain standard, and then get it through a distribution and keep that water quality. It's yeah, and I think even in sales, you know, my background was in healthcare IT, and everything was what's the next tech, and the risk to upgrading or changing was minimal, but in our industry, you know, for someone to make a change, sometimes the risks are very heavy. So um, there's a lot of obstacles there. And, uh, you know, obviously we take great care in what we put out there, knowing that you can't just make a quick change. That's their reputation on the line. It's communities at stake. So I think that part of the industry is pretty interesting, too. Yeah. Because it's still a pretty slow-moving industry as far as Absolutely. change. Exactly. Yeah. But, but the key thing is, like Mike said, you know, you can live without electricity. You can't. You can live without cable TV. Go two days without water and watch what happens. Yeah. 
Uh, it, it's happened where, you know, I've seen it in Jersey where something gets shut down and the police are called in to restore order at Walmart because of people trying to buy water. Yeah. It's unbelievable when you get down to it. Sure. Yeah, we talked about how there was such a focus on certain essential workers over, like, the last year and a half, but there is an essential worker that was totally overlooked, in my opinion, which is in the waterworks industry. We just take a hot shower, we get a glass of water, we have no clue. And I think if we can start teaching that at, like, kids, if kids had any idea what that really meant, I think uh, that will be huge. During COVID, our guys were in there every day. Our guys were in there every day Mm -hmm. in the storerooms, dispatching. They were there every single day. And back in the old days, we used to have some PR people that go to the schools and you'd have kids do tours and stuff like that to try to really make people aware of the water industry. Even if we weren't recruiting them to come join, at least right. they had an understanding of everything going on. But the problem is, is like everything in the world, you start doing more with less and, and then all of a sudden there's liabilities to have a bunch of kids going around a water plant and that right. that sort of got all phased out as, as we're starting to survive. And that's a shame because, yeah, I mean, I think the kids need to, you know, understand that just turn just even like on water conservation if you if you don't understand all the money and time and effort to turn it in and you just let that faucet run like it's yeah. nothing i mean i, I mean I have a conscious i'm not saying I'm, I'm one of those that worry about water conservation totally but to have a little conscious mind about about it there's a perception it just falls from the sky it's water it's free <laughs> yeah. it doesn't cost you anything yeah. it's just it's there there's that perception it's prevalent i uh i was, I was driving <clears throat> into work today and I, I heard where Mike Rowe who did the dirty jobs yeah. thing he's doing a new one and that's not this isn't what it's called but it's basically about essential jobs and he's talking about water yeah. and how you know people don't understand what it's all about and he's going to do some specials on what everything what, what it all takes to get water from point A to point yeah. B and just kind of try to make a little bit more awareness. So he's coming out with that so I'm, I'm interested in seeing that. Yeah. Well, I mean you look at it just like we, you know we'd have uh, you know our water tanks with Two million gallons yeah. of water up in there, and that people just walk up and see a tank in that and don't realize that you got to pump two million gallons of water in there. Mm-hmm. To it just it, it is just the hydraulics yeah. of getting that water from point A to point B is just amazing. You got to treat it. It's, it's the whole thing. It's not free. Everything is involved with that, and you have to test it every day. It's just yeah, yeah. And you know, I give kudos to their guys out in the plant. I mean, you know, when people were saying, "Hey, you don't have to come to work," these guys had to come to work, or else you. I mean. They, it was no option. It was, you know, right. they, they, are, they are truly essential workers. There's no doubt about that. Definitely. So much happens behind the scenes that people yeah. just don't understand. Yeah, and I'm sure that's true in a lot of industries. Yeah. But yep. The water, I mean, like I said, people that are outside just don't under, understand, and it, it's, it's, it's impressive. Well, um, Mike and Matt, we appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously. Um, Mike and Mike, we, do, we, we appreciate you guys taking some time out to uh, – uh, kind of give us a little bit of insight as far as uh, your thoughts on the industry and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, if you have any ideas or suggestions for podcasts in the future, feel free to uh, email us at ayafterhours at com and follow our socials. I nailed it. How many times have you had to yell at him to say that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank I can't you. I that just happened. I, know. Wow. I wrote it down. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 Usually it's like, you know, screws up Nailed a couple it. times and then you can just see the swag. And the, fir- the first take, he rolled right into it. Yeah. He's right into it. That was fantastic. You, you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe we just need to do these more at the beginning of the week and not the end of the week. Yeah. Thank you guys oh, for thank sitting you. down with us. Yeah, it was our pleasure. <laughs>
No problem, Kathy. <laughs> I got I'm going to need two name tags. Uh, I'll have a headache from the pressure of that arrow on my temple. Oh, you can't want to